4: Hello and welcome. It's our number two. Hour two ready to roll. And Travis Kelsey in the tabloids. What did he do now? The Kansas City tight end dating Taylor Swift. Is this a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? And also, what did you make of Mike Tomlin's statement regarding not forgetting the Steelers' performance that El Stinko against the 49ers. And what is your position on Colin Kaepernick's agent? Remember him? Yeah, his agent, Kaepernick's agent, reaching out to the Jets saying, hey, I'd like a job. We'll talk about all of those storylines and much more right now. Here it is, our number two. Just shake it off. Just shake it off. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Talk mates. As we don't poop on our own doorstep, we avoid that at all costs. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and rowdily powerful Microphones of FSR emanating live from the bark, the bark in the dark. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. And we are back in it. We'll get back to the Jets conversation with Aaron Rodgers in a couple minutes. But there is other information that caught my attention. And we're going to start this hour, lead this hour, coming from the tabloids. The rare and appropriate, rare and appropriate Maller monologue directly out of the tabloids. So the reigning Super Bowl champions who played like chumps against the Detroit Lions in the NFL season opening game are now fair game. It is hunting season on Kansas City for the paparazzo. Now, what's this about? If you didn't see it, maybe you missed it. You don't read the tabloids. Bad job by you. Although it's crossed over. It was not just a tabloid story. It bounced around the pinball machine of sports chatter. So we have learned that Taylor Swift has indeed been dating Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, the tight end. We talked about this story a while ago because there was a report that said that Kelsey tried to get a hold of Taylor Swift, left a friendship bracelet for Swift, and it never got to her before a concert. During the summertime, apparently it got to her. Uh, so they are both the same age. They're 33 years old. Something called the messenger. I'm not sure what that is. But they tell us that uh, Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey have been, quote, quietly hanging out. Well, obviously not that quietly. We know about it. And it's being uh, broadcast all over the place. A lot of bandwidth. A lot of bandwidth. A lot of gigabytes being used on the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift story. So let us discuss the question. We'll keep this simple. It's not brain surgery. It is merely sports radio. So the question, Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift, is this a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? So this is a Godzilla-sized godzilla deal. Yeah, I'm sickened. So I've got layaway- Merry Melodies, and Cigarette Smoke. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a platinum record, is what we're going to make. So number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. This is not, last I checked, maybe I'm wrong, this is not just some random karaoke singer from the spit and sawdust bar down the street, right? It's not that uh this is is this somebody that works as like a dental hygienist and then she she sings at weddings and bar mitzvahs on the weekends? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh Taylor Swift and I don't want to speak in hyperbole is one of the five most famous entertainers in the world? Is that an accurate statement or is that not accurate? That if you were to look at all the entertainers in the internet world that we live in, that she's in the top five and, and probably, going yeah. low, probably going low on that. You know, likely higher than that. Likely like top two. But either way, she's in the top five, and Taylor Swift as this beacon of fame, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And this is a major notch in the dating belt for Travis Kelsey. However, in the big picture, right, in the big picture, this is a problem it is a problem for Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs. Why, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. What is going to happen to this relationship? Like, And I'm not, I'm not serious. I'm not I'm doing the old Loveline show like Dr. Drew back in the day. But here's what I know. Famous people that date other famous people end up in a separation situation. Very rarely. Very rarely. Does it end up working out? And so it's going to fail. It's not going to succeed. You have a better chance of finding a horse that can recite the alphabet than you do of this romance succeeding. And in the process, Travis Kelsey has opened Pandora's box, has opened up Pandora's box here. He welcomed the tabloid bedbugs, into the locker room there to have a feeding frenzy, guaranteeing what is this guarantee? It guarantees upheaval, right? It guarantees upheaval, and the first cousin of upheaval is disruption. That that will shadow Kansas City's locker room. Now, of bigger concern, the law—you you got the micro and the macro. So, the short term, it's the tabloids kind of messing messing around and snooping around. The long term, though, the long game is what's on layaway. And you know and I know what's on layaway. It's called lyrical layaway. Lyrics on layaway. And when ultimately Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey go their separate ways as adults, and when Taylor Swift moves on to somebody else, she will do what? She's going to immortalize Her time with Travis Kelsey and she will write a hokey love song and all the Swifties are going to love it and they will buy it and it'll be great. And she'll take cryptic shots at Travis Kelsey and she might even reference some of the other key players there in Kansas City. That is a guarantee. That is a guarantee. Now, page two. Let's go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, P.A., now, if you watched the maiden voyage of Benny versus the Penny on television last weekend, you know that the one thing I royally effed up was I, I, I believed in the Inzers. I believed in the Yinsers against the 49ers, and boy, did they make me look like a schmuck. Man, was that a terrible analysis of that game. But I looked at what had happened going into that game, and I anticipated that I would get an honest effort by the Steelers. That didn't happen, and it was a no-show Situation for the black and gold. And Steelers coach Mike Tomlin, he went on uh, the microphones there, and uh, he does not want the Pittsburgh football team to fully move on from the public pantsing that they took at the hands of Brock Purdy and the Niners over the weekend. Here's a quote from Mike Tomlin. He said, quote, we stunk up the joint, he told the assembled reporters, we have to carry that stench. For a while, we're big boys, he said. We can take it. And then he went to the old cliche. He said, we better roll up our sleeves and not forget what happened. Close quote. So, what did you make of Mike Tomlin's statement on the Pittsburgh Steelers not moving on from what they did against the 49ers in that loss over the weekend? So, I'll go first. I give this a capital L Loved it, loved it. Yes, that's what I want. Now I would have liked it better if the Steelers had actually shown up and not needed to have this diatribe from Mike Tomlin. But here's where we are. Fine, I'll take it. Uh, Mike Tom has always been a wonderful soundbite, and uh, this this game for the Steelers was a it was a merry melodies uh, special. Pepe Le Pew. Uh, the order there, uh, and really no lies. And, and so go out and get some Irish spring, scrub-a-dub-dub, dub and, and get that stench off of your body. It was a half-hearted performance. Very raggedy, unkempt, and unlike the Steelers. You would expect them, and we've seen this over the years, even when they've not had the more talented team, they've normally been able to compete because they they do things with a certain rhythm that allows them to have opportunities to beat teams that are perceived to be better than them. And that was not the case. Uh, Not the case at all uh, on this uh, particular game. So the the Steelers were in total shambles. A Vercocta performance all the way around.
3: We got kicked in the teeth today in a lot of ways. Yes. Oh, man.
4: I could do nothing but Mike Tomlin vignettes, and I'd be happy with that. And the uh, – we make no excuses. We seek uh, no uh, counsel, you know, that kind of rant that he goes on. Uh, that and we want uh, we want the volunteers, not hostages. There's so many of those great Mike Tomlin rants. Now, turning the page, there's a ticker we have in studio. We're not allowed to go more than about 10 minutes without mentioning Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we got to get all our Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. messages. We got to get those messages out because Rodgers will be out of the sporting news soon. But we go now to dreamland with Aaron Rodgers out for the season. We talked about this earlier, the Jets being bombarded with veteran quarterbacks who are like, hey, I'd like to play for the Jets. And they're all putting a full court press via their agents on the, the Jets front. office. like, hey, we, we want a job. Now, there is one in particular that popped up on the radar, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick, his agent, reached out to the Jets, we are told, to express a desire to make a triumphant return to the NFL with the New York Jets. Okay. Uh, NFL insider Jordan Schultz shared that story, which is a rather predictable story. But what is your position? What is your position on Colin Kaepernick's agent reaching out to the Jets to replace Aaron Rodgers? So, this, my first thought is man, that's a lot of chutzpah. That is a hell of a lot of chutzpah. Capiche, I mean, man, uh, man alive uh, that uh, he would do this. Now, secondly, it's par for the course. Colin Kaepernick is like a tobacco product, he's like cigarette smoke. You know, cigarette smoke kind of lingers around. Just kind of lingers in the room there, and, and that that's that's it. That's it's in the in the air for a long time. That's Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, you know, get an ashtray. Kaepernick has not played an NFL regular season game till the, since the 2016 season. So you can go through this: 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. That's four. 2021, 2022, 2023. So my computer-like brain tells me, with back of the napkin finger counting that that is – we're heading into the eighth full season where Kaepernick has not played in the NFL. But he's available. He's available. And he also, in that time, sued the NFL. He took a hush-hush financial settlement in 2019, and here we are again. So Kaepernick always does this, and I think he's going to do this. I I envision in that cartoon bubble of above my Head that if we're still here – and Kaepernick's like 50, 55 years old, and some quarterback gets hurt that probably hasn't even been born yet, and Colin Kaepernick will be like, hey, I'd like to play. I'd like to play for the new expansion franchise in Timbuktu, and I'm available. I know I haven't played in you know, you know 35 years, but I, I would like to play. I would like to play. And he has to do this. He has to stay relevant. It's good for his brand. There's two Kaepernick stories we're guaranteed of getting every year. Number one, during the summer, sizzle reel, workout video, guaranteed. Leak to TMZ. Happens every year. Number two, star quarterback gets hurt. Story pops up. Colin Kaepernick wants to play for that team. So it's good. He keeps his name out there, and he's I don't know what he's doing to make money. I have no idea, but I'm sure he's got some kind of stuff going on, and it helps him out. So It is the Ben Maller Show. As we continue on, if you would like to be part, you can call us up. You know the numbers. I've given out the numbers enough, but if you want to call up, you can. Also on the X or Twitter machine, at Ben Maller, that's at Ben Maller. And is it true a bona fide NFL star has lost his job, his chokehold on a job to a third-round pick? We'll give you the evidence, and then we'll decide what's going on there. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many.
5: Fox control to Ben Mallow. Everyone
4: loves the donkey and I like being the donkey.
5: Fox control to Ben Mallow.
4: I love losers. I'm a fan of losers.
3: Check your outlets and now put your
6: headphones on. You can listen to the Ben Maller Show how you Fox want, when you want, with podcasting. Ben Some P1s find themselves binge listening the to classic cash. episodes, while well, others like to space things out. Either way, by subscribing to the free Ben Maller Show and Fifth Hour with Ben Maller Podcast, you help this overnight dinghy stay afloat and annoy the executive kingpins who don't understand why you listen. And now live from the TireRack.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
3: I
4: love the Maller theme music, and we will have more Maller music, Iowa Sam. Now that you're here for the long haul, is that correct, Iowa Sam? Do what I can. I've been told, Eddie Garcia, that our long national nightmare has now ended. Not that we don't love having spin the wheel of engineers every night on the show. But. Oh, it's the same three guys, me and Chris. And I'm trying to tell a story, Iowa Sam. Do not yeah, I mean, urinate like eight, on my story, there's okay? There's people. it's a lot of in. different people. Everyone's got their own technique. Mark, Style. Mark just pots it up, and that's it. Uh, Very
6: quiet, doesn't talk much.
4: Yeah, not on social media. You got Chris Perfett, who's like a lion apologist. He's got some quirky Toledo things about him. And then you've uh, you've got Iowa Sam, yeah, the best of the three. So if you're going to be part of the show, Iowa Sam, then mm-hmm. we have to come up with a original a uh, bit. Now, I don't think cooking uh, with Iowa Sam would be a good idea. You have the air fryer, you could do that, but that was yeah. Roberto's bit. Cooking with Roberto, he's he's long gone. He's now. much
7: better. Roberto's a much better chef than I was.
4: Well, have you ever? I eaten, am. Have you ever actually eaten anything he's made?
7: Yeah, yeah, he brought Yeah, he brought uh, in something once. I, I think it was a uh, some kind of Mexican delicacy. And, you, don't, uh, you don't
4: remember what? Uh, it yeah. might be like tamales yeah. or something. Is there not a lot of good Mexican food in Iowa? No,
7: there's actually quite a bit uh, of good Mexican like food. I don't think there is. No, there is. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. Here's why. It's funny how people immigrate to different parts of the country, not just the. No, coast, I understand you know? that, but yeah. my theory has been: if you want
4: good Mexican food, you got to go to California or Arizona, yeah. or New Mexico, Texas. You got to go to a border state. Quantities. The further you get away from Mexico, the worse the Mexican food gets. That's a fact. Just like in, listen, so here's in the Halifax. same thing. Listen, when I'm in Wisconsin or if I'm in Minnesota, I eat poutine because I'm close to Canada. That's true, yeah. that is the native delicacy of
7: Canada. Proximity,
4: right? Yeah. Exactly.
7: So that's yeah. that's the way. I, San I Diego it. has some good breakfast burritos and all that stuff. And I would just say that we have we have our, our little pockets of. But you're you're an, you're an Iowa apologist, Iowa Sam.
4: I mean, um, you a support. Oh, you're well, part yeah. of
7: the Chamber of Commerce for the entire yeah, state of that Iowa. That is true. Yeah, yeah. But you I'm think- saying it's
4: not slop. What's that great? Oh, the phone's ring? What's that great truck stop in Iowa? The
7: I-80 truck stop. The I-80 truck stop. I have a t-shirt of it. Yeah.
4: Years ago, I was doing a show with Karen Kay, and the local morning show in Iowa mm. sent Karen Kay to Iowa. And my producer at the time, Greg Bergman, Pink Eye, uh, they sent them to Iowa. You know who they didn't send to Iowa? Me. Nah. They didn't send me to Iowa. It's very odd. Missed out. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. They,
6: I believe they went to a Drake football game. There you go. I
7: thought oh. it was, was it Drake or
6: yeah. Iowa State? No, I, was it, I it, it was Drake. Drake Bulldogs there yeah. in Des Moines. Oh, okay. Well, uh, whatever the case. What's so the case? Uh,
7: yeah. I think if we're looking to have a bit every week, I mean, I would love to do... Iowa Minute and showcase the state's sports and other the Can you Iowa do that League?
6: every every day every week though? Can you do that once Absol- a week?
7: I did it every every Saturday with Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks I did it for years Oh so years. you're recycling a bit Iowa Stadium well, I mean we want original it's my, content It's my, here, names, it's Sam, my right. namesake It's, it's, it's a, yeah. something I'm very proud of I wrote. I completely wrote and engineered the uh, stager for it oh, okay. uh, It's something I'm very proud of and uh, people are just dying to know what's going on in Iowa They are cuz right. they give a damn.
4: Send me a message. Are you dying to know what's going on in Iowa? Cuz Iowa Sam <laughs> thinks the he's on the pulse of the American well, people.
7: Well, if you listen to this the the intro for that uh segment, yeah. it's sort of sarcasm. Like, do you really care? But you don't really have a choice. So I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. So uh We don't appreciate sarcasm on this show. Yeah, well. Now, I did work at a radio station years ago with a guy, this
4: old engineer, who I think was in radio when Marconi invented radio. I think he was there that day, old guy. And he told me about doing Iowa radio, and he had to do the farm report on yeah? Iowa radio. And he that's how I learned of uh, 5D beef, dead, diseased, dying, disabled uh, beef that they sell. And he told me that certain, I will not name them because they might buy s- commercials, but certain fast food restaurants were always the Ooh. biggest purchasers of cook- the 5D grade, which I don't even think they <laughs> cook- have anymore.
7: Cook that out of, you know, you want to cook I, that thoroughly. I th- i heard they got rid of it or they changed the name of it. Well, I would hope that you we're not yeah. eating that. I do have a little bit of- Well, um, if you
4: knew what you were eating. I mean, we're eating, no, we we're eating uh, cigarette butts, we're eating yeah. bugs. Uh, yeah. There's a certain percentage Peacuff. of in our food. Zach, sometimes when I'm hungry, I'll just go out and eat a bunch of cigarette butt- butts. killing. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. Pop them in, they're like Skittles.
7: And yeah, they, they don't quite taste as good, but, you know, they'll get the job done.
6: By the way, since we're speaking of food, uh, I did have my first fish taco at the uh, Chargers tailgate. It's a very Charger time. thing to do. Well, well. I think charger. it might have been a uh, supposed to be funny because the dolphins. Were uh, into, uh, uh-huh.
7: <laughs>
6: they're, mam- they're mammals, though.
7: They're not actually fish. And did you enjoy the fish? I know, Sam taco did you, i did
4: you, it you was did. it was very good yeah would Alba you cortina. would you pay you got that for free would you pay for a fish taco it depends on how much but yeah, yeah. i would it yeah, was do that you good think because you're eating a fish taco that it's healthier for you
6: i don't care about that you do not okay, i would good. i would guess maybe but but is
4: I, it deep fried the fish no no, no what no. kind of fish was it i don't know tilapia cod what's I your favorite, ask.
7: eddie what's your favorite of the, of the mexican meats <laughs> you got your chorizo. It's a rather
4: personal question. You your, uh, know, you, know you got your <laughs> alpastores. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, what, what yeah. do you like?
6: Your guapos. You know, uh, I would go with the. Uh the carne asada. Carne asada. Yeah, you're that's a, a, good
7: you're a purist, Eddie. You're yeah. a traditional. Steak there. A little, steak, the
6: there?
4: A little bit steak. Yeah. Yeah. I love all Mexican food. Well, not all. No, I, I you say. You don't love I, Iowa I mexican, love, mexican food. I love. <laughs> no, no I, I had. I remember my buddy Alex, may he rest in peace, years ago, and he would always bust my chops because I like crunchy tacos. He said, You like gringo Mexican food, is what he would say.
7: You don't have crunchy tacos down, taco shells down
4: there? No, no. In, in, the, uh, in Mexico, you got to eat the soft taco. I love soft tacos. Which I think tacos. are just like. No, I don't. I love that stuff. No, because they're like rip off burritos. They're just not burritos that are close.
6: That's the That's problem. A flour I tortilla. Oh. I love
4: anything deep fried. Taquitos, uh, flautas, any of that. Flautas are good. All, yeah. I'm all about it.
7: Anyway, chimichanga, tostada. Like chimichangas. I'm a fan of the chimichanga. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. My 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 favorite. Uh, you know, my go-to back in the day was the chimichanga. In fact, I, I had a dance routine called the chimichanga that I would do a little happy dance when the, the food would come. I would. Was that when that.
6: Uh, Peyton Manning threw that interception oh, in the Super yeah. Bowl I, and I took a picture of you yeah. dancing?
4: Na, yeah. Na, na, na. yeah
7: that was me singing that was you yeah. singing and yeah. dancing yeah that's right
4: Ernie writes in he says we need the Iowa minute back. Oh thank you Ernie Supermarket Steve writes in he says tell Iowa Sam that if he wants me to care about Iowa he should care about his new permanent position and learn the damn drops so he's demanding the uh, the drops Iowa I, Sam, uh, I mean. I've been trying to play as many drops as I can okay I've been playing them Men- so many. There are a lot. Midnight Walker writes in. He says Taylor and Travis sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. Ben says they'll be finished in just a short while, but I think that Taylor will soon walk down the aisle. Let eh, me go knowing that. Late Night Drug Tester says Taylor Swift already has a hit lined up about a tight end. Of course, there are some musical acts. That wouldn't have any idea how to tackle that subject. Uh, by the way, lame jokes are on, on Friday. Milkman Mike in Colorado says, "Awesome second Maller uh, second hour Maller monologue, uh, He says, "There now we see why Travis Kelsey wasn't able to play on opening night. He had too much of the draft. legs." Oh, you think that might be related? Oh, that's see, that's good. I like I like Milkman Mike the way your mind works there. Yeah, how about that? Taylor's such a uh, such a beast. That Travis Kelsey was unable to get out of the field. He had a, a, an injury. They said it was not a groin injury, but maybe they were just saying that to cover for Travis Kelsey. Interesting. Uh, to, uh, Stevie Meatball says uh, there might have been something hyperextended. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, going on there. Yeah. Very funny Ooh. Stevie Meatballs. <laughs> now, Chip in the Qs is upset. He says a C-minus on the Matlam monologue. Uh, He says uh, that the uh, previous show beat that topic to death. Well, I don't know if you know this, Jim. I I know you guys listen all night, and I appreciate that, but I don't listen. I only worry about the four hours that I'm on because I don't want to steal other people's material. So if I happen to use material that other people used – That's just the way it is. There's only a a certain amount of material every day that we have to use, but uh, maybe you should, I I don't want to say not listen as much because I have to get you to listen as much as possible, but just kind of
3: chill out. How about that? Chill out. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: So we got some uh, some news from the NFL as Jim Trotter, former NFL reporter you know, I, I for the NFL Network in San Diego. I, well, I didn't
4: know him, but I I was around him a bit. He was a nice guy back yeah. in San Diego. He uh, and then he worked uh, worked at ESPN for a while. NFL sponsored media and all that. Yeah.
6: Well, he's in the news because he is suing the National Football League for racial discrimination. Uh, and then he had some uh and He some named names. Eddie. He yeah. named names a couple of NFL owners He's he trying claims. to get a new owner for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Terry Pegula the Bills racist. and uh Jerry Jones of the Cowboys he says uh, made some uh, racial uh, racial comments uh that uh were not uh, not nice. Uh they're they're denying How those much reports. money is he suing for? I didn't see the report see of how much number. money he's suing for, yeah. I'm guessing it's a uh, decent chunk of change. Well,
4: the number he's Concerned about, or the NFL's concerned about, is how much is he willing to settle for? Yeah. Like, because there's a lot of billable hours and all that, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I I read some of that lawsuit. I was debating whether to do a monologue on it, but I I was like, what are you going to do? It's it's accusations. Now, if he does have some kind of evidence, yeah, Yeah. he claimed, uh, from what I read, I was skimming over the story, and they said that one of the comments was made on like a Zoom call. With reporters, so if you're on a Zoom call, isn't that always kind of recorded? Isn't that usually how that works? I would think so.
6: Yeah. Both both the comments were regarding you know hiring of African Americans. It was during the uh, the George Floyd uh,
4: 2020, the the year of 2020, when all that uh, you know the NFL was in the middle, and the whole country was in the middle of the uh, the conversation. The NFL. Also, so we'll see what happens with that. All right, thank you, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller Show. Let's go to the phones. Now, this guy, Ozzie, called back. He was on hold earlier, and he called back. Hello, Ozzy. Welcome, Ozzie.
2: Oh, boy. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me.
4: All right, Ozzie. I'm talking to you. You dri- sound like you're driving. Where are you driving right now, Ozzie? at this hour?
2: Uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, doing Uber. Oh,
4: you're doing Uber. How's the, how's the Uber business in Seattle? <sighs> I'm there
2: right now, man. Is not where it was uh, for the last two or three years. The reason why is because you yeah, got people moving from uh, out of state you know just to move to Seattle yeah. the reason why is because we may we'd be making we be making more money than we actually do in other states so that so that's why you have a lot of people
4: oh so now. there's uh, competition right people are going there because they make uh, more is that right is there there more uber the options reason
2: why, yeah, the reason why, yeah so the reason why people are actually moving to Seattle Washington is because they see that Seattle, Washington make, is actually making more money than the city than the that they actually came from. You know, Not just no. only that, but the people that that really never did Uber before that are actually doing Uber right now, uh, that's the reason why we're not making enough money.
4: So there's like we too, were many, too many Uber drivers in Seattle. So some of you guys leave Seattle so my guy Ozzy can make more money. Okay? Come on.
2: And another thing is that we'd be dealing, uh, I don't know about you guys, but we'd be dealing with uh, so much traffic.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, well, we know a thing or two about traffic. I don't know about yeah, you guys. Uh, <laughs> to go anywhere. I think I, I went, uh, I had to go eight miles. It took me 45 minutes. Uh, I was in afternoon traffic. I had a meeting I had to go to. So that was that was pleasant here in L.A. But uh, Ozzy, listen, uh, good luck with that, man. You, you have any uh, sports take? I mean, not that I don't love breaking down I Uber. Am. I love my Uber.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I had uh, two questions. Uh, number one, about the Monday Night Football game from last night. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers went down. Uh, he still managed to compete. And, um, and Josh Allen, man, he started to become a turnover machine. And that Jets defense for real, man. Yeah, I don't know. Do <laughs> All right.
4: well, oh, that's a lot of noise. I'm going to hang up on you. That's a lot of noise, Ozzie. I don't know what that was. No, here's the thing. Uh, Josh Allen has become uh, inconsistent. There was a stretch there. He got off to a slow start in his career, which most people do, and then he played pretty well. And then after that, he f- he fell apart. I right? and and, and what, what I say fell apart it's just there's not that consistent level of performance from week to week with Josh Allen. And this week they play the Raiders. The Bills are a big favorite in that game. They're a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, people are like, wow, well, they're gonna they're gonna dominate. They're gonna do well. I don't know, I don't know about that. This portion of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. And you can be part of the program. So, a story out of Tennessee. Interesting story out of Nashville. Derek Henry, who has been the rock of the Tennessee Titans offense, But not anymore. Is that true? Well, if you look at the numbers based on Tennessee's opening game against the New Orleans Saints, it would indicate that either there's an injury with Derrick Henry that we don't know about, or Mike Vrabel has decided that Derrick Henry cannot handle the full workload and needs to be a complementary running back. Say what? Well, in week one, Tyje Spears, a running back for the Titans, had more snaps than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry played 30 snaps. The other running back, third-round pick, Spears, played 34 snaps. He was on the field more than Derrick Henry. Explain that. How does that happen? He carried the ball three times for 27 yards uh, in the the game. And uh, Henry uh, was in there. He played... Uh, Henry on as we said 30 snaps uh, Henry was in there for 46% of the plays uh, but pretty pretty wild that you would not put your best player out there especially when your quarterback was garbage was absolutely terrible now Spears was on the field for every third down play Henry did not get a single snap on third down for the for the Tennessee Titans What's up with that? All right, it's Ben the show on Fox. As we roll on, we're going to have Maller to the third degree. Mallard to the third degree. We're going to get to that coming up momentarily. Time now for the Insta trivia. Here it is. Uh, Carolina Panthers quarterback Bryce Young lost on Sunday. That continued a streak of winless debuts for quarterbacks who have been picked number one overall. Blank was the last top pick to win his NFL debut. Again, Bryce Young and the Panthers losing to Atlanta over the weekend. And that continues a streak of futility for number one overall picks. Blank was the last top pick to win his debut. That's the instant Trivia. The answer next.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: Join the curious world of the Ben Maller Show online. It is pain-free and easy to do. Just follow your host on Twitter or whatever they're calling it these days. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones, but he is more than just a call screener. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Br- for the Orioles. Has a porn stash. A Bronco fan. And now live from the TireRack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Time now for the
4: Insta Trivia. Here it is. Carolina Panthers quarterback Bryce Young, a loser in his debut against the Atlanta Falcons over the weekend. The streak of winless debuts by number one overall pick quarterbacks continues. Blank was the last top pick to win his debut. That is the question. What is the answer? Raider Freak is going out on a limb from the Carolinas. He says Sam Darnold. Who else do we have Fergcat says the cow Lorado kid is the answer. Francis Asbury Tarkington from Midnight Walker. In Syracuse, uh, who else do we have? Milkman Mike says uh, Lamar is the answer. Bernie Kozar from Calligan Tim in Michigan. Willie Steeman Beeman from Ant, that's his answer. Alf the Alien Alpiner going with Kelly Rudy as his uh, selection. Who else do we have? Page down. Uncle Rico from Kyle. Steve Bartkowski guest by Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Rob in Minnesota going with Tim Couch. The great Bert Jones from Kirby. Who else do we have? Sean in Portland going with Terry Bradshaw. Buckies, guest by Benito, the long suffering Cowboy fan. Angel legend Jim Fergosi from Shane of Des Moines. Cam Newton, guest by Hobby Bobby. Bart Starr from Chip and the Cues. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie?
6: Was it former St. Louis Rams legend Sam Bradford?
4: Well, Sam Bradford was a legend, but that is incorrect. Believe it or not, the last number one overall pick quarterback to win his debut, David Carr. David Carr in 2002 for the Houston Texans. From your stopping ground. Go right?
6: Fresno State. There you go.
4: All right, here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third
3: degree. This is when Big Ben gets crazy. Well, all right,
7: Kubalu. It was reported this week that the Spurs are planning to start Victor Wembenyama at power forward rather than center. You think this is the right move? So it is a meaningless move,
4: and here's why. the The NBA got rid of traditional centers and forwards. It's positionless basketball, now interchangeable parts for pretty much everybody. So Victor can be listed as a forward, but he'll likely play some center depending on matchups and all that. But the position doesn't really matter as much as the production. The NBA, this is the next big thing, the Parisian prodigy and he's supposed to return the Spurs to relevance. They've been bad the last couple of years, but he's going to carry on the tradition of Duncan and Robinson. I will believe it when I see it. I will believe it when I see it. The sizzle reel looks good, but everyone looks good
7: on the sizzle reel. All right, what's next? Uh, The NBA is set to uh, pass some new rules that will find teams for sitting star players in national TV games and uh, back-to-back games. Ben, do you think they've finally solved the load management problem?
4: No! No! Uh, this is a Band-Aid. It's one of those Hello Kitty Band-Aids that they're going to put on this. And the NBA teams, here's the reason that, that, that this isn't going to solve it. The NBA teams have convinced themselves that they know better than everyone else, that when to rest players, and if it happens to be on a TNT or an ESPN game, who cares? They're going to do it anyway. Load management, it is a cult. You know how hard it is to get somebody out of a cult? You have to deprogram them. <laughs> Very difficult. And if if need be, the aristocrats who own these teams will just have a slush fund of money to pay for the fines, and they'll be like, well, that's
7: it. We'll just pay the fine. Next! Steelers wide receiver George Pickens liked a comment on Instagram that seemed to throw some shade at Kenny Pickett. Do the Steelers have a Pickett problem? Well, they have a problem because their offense was totally inept. I don't know if that's a George Pickens
4: problem or just a team-wide problem, but he was targeted seven times. He had five... I think he had five catches, but nothing, nothing really of game-breaking nature. Allen Robinson was the top receiver in terms of uh, passes thrown his way, which tells you something. But a very uncharacteristic from Pittsburgh. They're going to win this weekend, by the way. How did we do? He passed us. That game. is a win. You can put it on the board. yes. Won the game. I won the game.
5: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road.